Podcast, Answer Man, episode number 394. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you are brand new to this online content creating world we live in or if you have been creating content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. Today, my friends, I am glad to be back in the studio. This is the first time that I'm recording since I've returned from my seven-day cruise. My wife and I were on a cruise with the Dan Miller 48 Days to the Work You Love crew. Had some great friends that I was already pretty close to. Got to spend some time with them. Met several new folks on the cruise and really enjoyed a relaxing vacation. Real quickly here, I just got to say that I had some pretty exciting things happen recently in my own personal journey outside of business, and I'm going to share some of that stuff at the end of this episode, which might actually be a very short episode overall anyway. But today, I'm actually going to focus the podcast Answer Man portion of the content on this topic of finding your voice. And in fact, I just want to tell you a story about one podcasting A to Z student who and her own journey to find her voice. Now, she has no idea that I'm creating this podcast episode devoted to her, but the person that I'm speaking of is Ijama Elazu. Anyway, uh, Ijama was a student in my, I think it was the 12th session of podcasting A to Z. Anyway, I know it was May 2013. And uh, she is a clinical pharmacist. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through some notes that I have written down here. And I'm just going to read them off to you because I want to make sure to tell her story step by step as I recall it over the years. Okay. So this goes all the way back to May 2013. Obviously, we're now in February 2015. So it's almost been two years. When Ijama took the podcasting A to Z session back in May 2013, she only had recently discovered podcasting. It was brand new to her. However, she knew she wanted to podcast, but yet she struggled to know exactly what she wanted to podcast about. Now, before I go further, I want to tell you that this is very common with the average student who signs up for podcasting A to Z. I was really shocked to learn that this was the fact uh, all the way going back to March of 2011 when I started the course, how many people would be willing to sign up and pay for this four-week training course and yet still during the first week coming to it, they really have no idea exactly what their show is going to be about. Now, that's not true of everyone. Many people do have an idea, but Ijama was not alone in not knowing or struggling with what the podcast should be about. Anyway, again, just a reminder, Ijama being a clinical pharmacist, her thought that she wanted to use the education that she had had about medicine, and she wanted to share this information with the world via a podcast. That, that was 
immediately what came to her. Now, through the whole four weeks of the podcasting A to Z session that Ijama was in, uh, she struggled with believing that she could even pull this off. You know, she was a little intimidated, I believe, by the technology of it, but just the whole concept of, of putting this together and putting it out there. And one of the things that I remember that Ijama struggled with in the early days of her podcasting or during that course was she went on and on about how concerned she was about her accent. You see, Ijama is from Africa and she thought that maybe her accent would be such that people wouldn't take her seriously or it was something that she was very self-conscious about. So I had her record her voice and send it to me and I'm like, listen, Ijama, I tell you, I hear you, you speak perfect English. I think your accent is actually pretty appealing. You know, I, I, th- I think it sounds great. The next thing that she had uh, struggled with was the format of her show. And, and here's what she finally settled on. She said, you know, she was going to try to help people understand everything there was to know, good and bad, the benefits and all the drawbacks, the side effects of individual medicines. And she decided that each episode would cover a single medication and that way, it, this information could be there as a resource to people who were looking for information related to this medicine that might be prescribed by their doctor. Basically, she had put that podcast together. She invested quite a bit of money in artwork and, and everything to have this all pulled together. And in episode number one, she put it out there and she explained the premise of the show. But I could tell that she was unsure of the direction of the show. But some people sound like that in the very beginning. In fact, my very first episode, I sounded unsure of my direction when I created the Generally Speaking podcast. Anyway, so I listened to her first episode. Then she put out her second episode. Now, the second episode of the Pharmacist Q&A podcast was devoted to the medicine OxyContin. You could tell that she was an expert. She knew what she was talking about, but there really wasn't a passion. And well, guess what? Her third episode, you'll never believe what it was about. Well, the reality is, is I don't know what it would have been about because she never recorded a third episode. In fact, she wrote to me in July. Now, again, she took the course in May of 2013. So in July of 2013, she says, I picked Pharmacist Q&A podcast because I do enjoy what I do and I'm very comfortable with it. Plus, I can talk about drugs, the good, helpful ones, that is. Ad nauseum, no pun intended. However, I feel like the happy, happy, joy, joy part is still missing. And that was what she had written to me. Anyway, she continued to write to me in an email. She says, after more soul searching, I have decided that I will not do away with the Pharmacist Q&A podcast because I have put a lot into it financially already, and I do still believe it has potential, but I'm changing course. I wish I had this light bulb moment about six or eight weeks ago, though. I have talked things through with people who know me and what I want to give a crack at really going with a podcast topic. I'm Okay, so, so basically she wants to podcast about something she's really passionate about. She says, I'm embarrassed to say what it is because it's an extremely frivolous subject, And it is such a small but tight community of followers that hardly anyone in the mainstream world knows about. I love the new generation of African literature that is blossoming right now. And I read the books from this new breed of authors. But also, there is a movie industry tied to it as well called Nollywood. 
The books are excellent, but the movies are very low budget. But they have a certain something about them that has created a loyal following, including me. So I am now thinking of doing a podcast in this niche, a book club, a book review, film review sort of podcast. Maybe later, I might also incorporate author and producer slash actor interviews before they get to Hollywood unreachable status. So Ijama basically did exactly what she had written me about. She created the African Lit Nollywood Hit podcast in September of 2013. And in fact, you can go to AfricanLitNollywoodHit.com and see the podcast that is there. Now, I want to tell you that if you go to that site and the most recent episode that you'll see there is back in September of 2013, the same month that it started, is episode number three. And if you click on it, you can tell she has a lot more passion for the topic. But for whatever reason, if you look, you'll see that there's no episode number four. So she made it, you know, not even beyond the first month of that second podcast. It, it, she had still not found what she was looking for. As, as, and as I'm saying those words, I'm thinking of uh, Bono and U2. But here's what happened next, and I think this is really exciting. Ijama did not give up. Uh, she had become a huge fan of a particular podcast called Etsy Conversations. And when she had found the podcast, she was selling vintage sewing patterns, and she absolutely loved hearing interviews with other Etsy store owners and had listened to every single episode of the podcast from the archives. However, when she noticed that she got to the most recent episode, that nothing had been posted from August 2012 through March 2013, and then nothing from April 2013 through October 2013. So there had been very long, many months stretches where there was no production. And in fact, in October of 2013, it seemed like everything was pretty much done. Anyway, Ijama reached out to the owner of the podcast and told her how much she missed listening to the podcast. The owner of Etsy Conversations shared with Ijama why she had to leave the podcast behind. However, this owner of the of the podcast offered to give the entire podcast to Ijama if she wanted to take it on as her own. They started the process of exchanging the ownership back in October of 2013 and Ijama recorded her first episode, episode 001, the relaunch of the Etsy Conversations podcast in December 2013. So here's the timeline. We have May of 2013, Ijama takes the podcasting A to Z course. By the end of the course, she has launched the Pharmacist Q&A podcast, which never makes it past episode number two. Then she takes a couple months off while she's trying to find this voice in the podcasting world, if you will. And then in September, she finally starts this African Lit Nollywood Hit podcast. And she doesn't even make it beyond the third episode in the second podcast. Now, we're still, you know, this couple months into this. And then all of a sudden, in October, she starts talking about taking over the ownership of another podcast. 
This will be Ijama's third podcast. And so within six months, she is now on her third podcast. Completely 100% different topic every single show that she's put her hands on. However, I'm happy to tell you that as of two days ago, on Wednesday, February 25th, I just checked, Ijama has now published 65 episodes of the Etsy Conversations podcast and has clearly found her voice. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up her show and I'm going to play just a little bit of it for you. Welcome to the Etsy Conversations podcast, featuring inspiring interviews with Etsy shop owners, hosted by Ijama Elazu. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Etsy Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ijama, and I thank you for joining me this week. My guest this week is Danny. Danny runs the Etsy shop designed by Danny N. And I'm really thrilled because Danny is, um, she has a unique, unique spin to what she, um, sells on Etsy, which we'll get into. And Danny is in Barranquilla, Colombia. And you know, I love having international Etsy sellers on the podcast too. So Danny, thank you so much for being my guest and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jama. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. So there you go. You can go check out uh, the Etsy Conversations podcast over at ConvoMe.com. Now, the reason why I bring up this story about Ijama today is because I I recently saw something that she posted on Facebook, and I want to read it to you. She posted this in the Facebook alumni group, and she wrote this. She says, Hi, all. I don't usually post here too often, and now that I'm doing so, it is for a pretty selfish reason. But I am so thrilled beyond words that I'd like to share a little accomplishment with you. I host a podcast called the Etsy Conversations Podcast, which, as some of you know, was my third podcast because I kept missing the mark on the passion element with the others. Well, this evening, one of my listeners emailed me to ask if I knew that I had been featured on the official Etsy blog as the number one podcast out of 10 podcasts listed to help your business thrive. I am so beside myself with excitement. Thank you, Cliff, for teaching me how to podcast with passion and have fun doing it. Yes, I failed twice, but what was once a chore with my other two podcasts is now a joy, and this for me is simply the icing on a very delicious cake. Here's a link to the article, and of course, I'll put a link to the article in the show notes at podcastanswerman.com slash 394. And you know what's interesting about this? Many of you, I'm sure, have heard about Etsy. You know what Etsy is. It is the marketplace where they have an online marketplace for people who are in crafts and and jewelry and, and all kinds of other boutique-style things. Anyway, I was just looking. Etsy, their Twitter following, by the way, 2.5 million followers. And then on their Facebook fan page, they have well, almost 2 million fans on their fan page. So Etsy is pretty huge and to be featured in a blog post on the official Etsy blog for her Etsy Conversations podcast as the number one podcast to help you build your thriving business. That is amazing. And congratulations, Ijama. I am so happy for you. And my friends, I wanted to share this story because I believe there are seven insights that we can pull from this that I have seen not a, not only in Ijama's journey, but I've seen this 
played out in many other people's journey. But specifically from a JAMA story, here are seven things we can learn. Number one, a podcast does not have to be about the topic that you are most experienced in. Uh, It does not have to go along with the career path that you have chosen for yourself up to this point in your life. Even if it's been 10, 20, 30 years, many of you have been listening for a very long time and you know that you've heard me tell the Dan Matson story, the guy who said, Cliff, I feel like the only two options that I really should pursue are small business coaching or personal finance. And that's because this is what I've done all my life. And instead, Uh, Through conversations with him, he ended up creating a podcast called Hooked on Wooden Boats. Uh, Very, very, had some similar elements to Ijama's story. I've told that story several times on Podcast Answer Man, but the whole idea here, the concept, the insight is that your podcast that you develop does not have to be about a topic for which you are most experienced in. You can actually create a podcast about something that you just simply have a passion for. And by the way, uh, I realize a lot of people want to create a podcast to promote their business, their, you know, to increase their sales and all of these other things. And it's even possible for you to do those things and still have a podcast that is somewhat seemingly unrelated to the field that you're in. Uh, I don't have any examples off the top of my head, but but I, I know that I've worked with people where that has been the case. The second insight that we can pull from Ijama's story is the importance of passion. You know, she talked about that. I just don't have that feeling inside with the pharmacist Q&A. I just don't feel like I'm there yet. You know, and then she creates a second podcast and and she releases, what, three episodes of that show. And still, you know, I, that's not it. Remember, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Anyway. Uh, So she understood that there was something more that was missing from the content that she had already been creating. The first two shows didn't work out and she wanted to continue to pursue something where she felt passion about the content that she was creating. She didn't just try to push through uh, the the most difficult stuff. And, And let me just say this, folks. Passion for your topic, I believe, is mission critical. Some people out there may disagree with me. I don't care about those people, Um, or at least I don't care about what their opinion is on the matter because I have seen this time and time again. If you do not have a sincere passion for the topic for which you're podcasting about, the work that goes into this Uh, The work that it takes to prepare for a show, to record a show, uh, if you do editing on your show, to edit the show, to do post-production, and even just the work of getting things up, set up, the technical side of the first time, one time set up on everything that is required, it's it's an investment, a heavy investment. And it's not just financial. I mean, many people can get by on very little financially to get their show up and running, but there is an investment of time, effort, and energy and sometimes financial uh, um, investment as well. But the reality is, is that investment has to be worth it. And if you don't have the passion for the topic, you may not be able to press on. So Ijama realized that she she wanted the passion for the content that she was creating, and she did not rest in her journey of fighting the, finding the right topic until she, she found it. All right, uh, insight number three. Many people are concerned about how their voice sounds you just have to move forward. Now, this was, uh, for Ijama, it was her accent. And I played a little bit of her voice there. She sounds wonderful. In fact, I feel like her her 
accent is quite appealing to listen to. It's it's something unique and different. But but here's the reality. There are some folks out there, their voices at least here's the here's what I've learned. I'd say that eight out of ten people, when they hear their own voice recorded and played back to them, just absolutely hate it. They think it sounds horrible. And they're embarrassed by it. And they're they're embarrassed to even release their first podcast episode because their voice sounds so weird. Now, I don't know how many of those people had gotten to this place in their life where they haven't heard their voice before, or the reality is that some of them maybe have had opportunities to, maybe they've left voicemail recordings, and they, you know who you are, you, 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 and I've done this myself, but you've gone in to record the voicemail greeting on your phone, and you, what do you do? You record it 50 times, you know, hit the button to, re, you know, erase and record, re-record, hit three, and you do that over and over and over again. But the reality is, is that when you are having normal daily conversation with people, you don't bow out of conversations. You don't remain silent or mute all day long in daily conversation. When you go out to lunch some, with someone, you don't sit in silence. You you annoy them with your voice then. Why not annoy them with your voice in your podcast? I, uh, you know, I mean, I'm just being blunt. It, it, the reality is, is sometimes uh, you, if you feel self-conscious about your voice, just know this, you're not alone. 80% of the people that I work with have some kind of negative feeling about the way their voice sounds. And you just have to put it out there. You know, otherwise, just why why, why bother anybody with your talking all day long, right? Why answer the telephone? Why speak to anyone? And the fact that you can go through life communicating and talking to people face-to-face, why shouldn't you be able to do it in a podcast? And yes, I will tell you, I've had people who have lisps, who stutter. Um, I've I've had all kinds of people, and it does not stop them at all. You know, my uh, friend, I think it's Daniel Smirkowski, he has the Special Needs Chronicles podcast. Anyway, he has no problem at all getting out there and putting his voice into the world. So, Absolutely, insight number three, even though you're concerned about what you sound like, your voice, go out there and create a show anyway. Uh, Insight number four from Ijama Story, you don't have to get it right the first time. Don't feel so much pressure. This is one thing that I could tell all of my podcasting A to Z students who are, or those of you who are future podcasting A to Z students. You know, a lot of students really um, start use um well they procrastinate they put things off they put off things like uh you know setting up their mixer equipment and and recording equipment they set they put off going through the tutorials on how to record and edit their show they put off the tutorials on how to install their wordpress installation and why are they putting it off because they feel like they must spend the entire 4 weeks trying to nail down exactly what their podcast is going to be about exactly what it's going to, uh, to, 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 they, they feel like they have to have every aspect of their podcast perfect. And the reality is very few people come out of the gate with episode number one being this very clear, well thought out pre meditated content that is instantly 
sounds ama- that instantly sounds amazing and that is radically going to change the world and it's very clear that this is something people want to immediately subscribe to. I would say that I see maybe maybe one or two out of 10 people who are actually releasing their first show where you're like, wow, that's amazing. And oftentimes those people have already spent a lot of time building a brand for themselves already. These are existing bloggers. These are existing people in a in a career that they've been doing for many years. These, these folks have already found their voice. They've already been creating content. They've already been publicly speaking. These are the people who sometimes can intimidate other people who are new. Um, because the reality is, is oftentimes when you create your first show, it's not quite clear where you're going with the show. It, it, you might explain what your thoughts are and, and the plans that you've made and the goals that you have for your show. And when you introduce that to your audience in the first episode, your voice might even sound like, well, that he's not. it doesn't even sound like he or she is certain about it themselves. So, and here's the reality. I've, I was like that in my first episode of the podcast called Generally Speaking, which only had one episode before it was changed in episode number two to the weekly lost edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. So, it don't feel like you have to get it out uh, right the first time. And, and the cool thing about not feeling the pressure to get it right the first time is, well, number one, you can simply adjust things as you go. You can tweak the format. You can get to episode number five and say, you know what? Now I feel like everything that I've done in the first four episodes kind of, eh, you know, but now I have, based upon what I've learned over these last four weeks, now I want to completely change direction. I'm going to keep the name of the show. Um, I'm going to change the tagline. I'm going to change the artwork. Uh, and I want to just delete those first four episodes. And episode number five for me is is a brand new episode number one. And you can completely relaunch your show from beginning if you want to. Or if you want to, you could do what Ajama had done. And you could leave the original podcast as they were out there and just start up a different WordPress installation. Start up a whole different show and just move forward with a brand new brand and a brand new direction. There are lots of possibilities, but the insight here is that you do not have to get it right the first time. All right, insight number five, it's okay to shut down a podcast even after only two or three episodes. Now, this goes along with insight number four. Uh, it's You don't have to get it right the first time, but I just want to give you permission to shut down your show to relaunch your show, even if it's only one or two episodes, or even if it has been 398 episodes. Now, what I'm talking about is uh, you can shut down or relaunch or rebrand your show at any point in your journey. And I have a show that's called Pursuing a Balanced Life. But for the first 397 episodes of that show, it was called My Crazy Life. And it was great content. The people who were subscribed to it absolutely loved it, found tons of value in it. But the only people who listened to the show was pe- were people who had already come to know, like, and trust me through other shows and where I had cross-promoted this to them who were following me on social media. And when I changed the name of that show uh, to Pursuing a Balanced Life, and started to communicate that this is not just my daily audio journal, but it is really me sharing my own journey of how I'm trying to balance this building a business, how to 
uh, keep a focus on my marriage and, and the fact that I'm a father and balancing health and fitness and faith and all these other things. And when I started to say this is all about my pursuit of a balanced life, that this isn't living a balanced life because, well, you know what? I'm still working it out. I'm in the pursuit of. And when I started to communicate that uh, rather than just saying, hey, do you want to listen about my crazy life? No. Do you want to listen to me share my journey about pursuing a balanced life? Yes. And so after 398 episodes, I rebranded. And so I did, the insight number five is that it's okay to shut down or relaunch your podcast, whether you have two or three episodes like what Ijama had done, or you have hundreds of episodes, you can make changes. Insight number six, when you do find your voice, you'll know it. The work that you'll be putting into the production of your show each and every week will will actually, and what I will put in air quotes, will feel worth it. Um, you know, Ijama, in the most recent email that I had read at the end, you know, this is just icing on a delicious cake. And icing on a delicious cake is not how she would have described the first uh, podcast, the pharmacist Q&A podcast. I never heard her call that the delicious, you know, icing on a delicious cake. That first podcast was not a delicious cake for her. It was a ton of work and something she abandoned after two episodes. The African Lit Nollywood Hit podcast was not a delicious cake for her. It was it was it was more tasty. It was more edible than the pharmacist Q and A. But after three episodes, she decided that cake was a little bitter. Uh, maybe I'm putting words into her mouth, but it was the delicious cake came later when she had finally found her voice. And and that's the question I have for you is when you are putting uh, all these hours into learning the technical side of setting up your podcast, or if you're putting in all of these hours into creating new episodes of each week of an existing podcast that you already have, all of that time, do you ever ask yourself, man, why am I doing this? I really don't like this. Well, the chance there's a good chance that maybe you haven't found your voice. You haven't found that, that sweet spot for you, that delicious cake of a podcast for you that is the right thing that makes it feel valuable, valuable and worthy of your time. And so it, I would encourage you to to have yourself a little bit of a, a positive discontent and and let that lead you closer toward the show of your dreams. All right. And then insight number seven that I'll share with you uh, from Ijama's story is that when you stick with the right show for you, consistency will eventually pay off and the right people will notice, all right? Now, this leads me back to a quote that I lost count how many times I've read it on Podcast Answer Man, but it comes from the book called Rework from Jason Fried, and it's called The Myth of the Overnight Sensation. And um, this is exactly, you know, this is a, a, a story that could be told about my own personal journey uh, it could be told of uh, Dan Madsen. It could be told of Ijama Ileazu. Uh, here, here's the re- reality. This is this is true for most people. It says you will not be a big hit right away. You will not get rich quick. You are not so special that everyone else will instantly pay attention. No one cares about you. At least not yet. Get used to it. You know those overnight success stories you've heard about? It's not the whole story. Dig deeper, 
And you'll usually find people who have busted their butts for years to get into a position where things could take off. And on the rare occasion that instant success does come along, it usually doesn't last. There's no foundation there to support it. Trade the dream of overnight success for slow, measured growth. It's hard. You have to be patient. You have to grind it out. You have to do it for a long time before the right people notice. And here's what's so exciting about Ijama's story is that she wasn't a big hit right away. She certainly did not get rich quick overnight. Uh, she, you know, she felt like she wasn't so special that everyone would instantly pay attention to her. I don't know whether or not she thought anybody cared about her. I know that I did and several other people did. But she, she, was, she had gotten used to it. Uh, she did not let other people's seemingly overnight success stories keep her from pursuing something greater. And she continued to put herself and and bust her butt, if you will, for for many years now to get into a position where things are starting to take off for her. And um, the reality is, is that she traded the dream that many people have for overnight success, and she has done slow, measured growth. She's been producing an episode for 65 episodes now, and she was patient, and she grinded it out, and guess what? Now she's been doing it for a long time, and the right people have noticed. I mean, we're talking the official Etsy blog, millions of people following Etsy, and now she's listed as the number one uh, resource in podcast form for Etsy store owners to help their business thrive. I imagine that's going to bring quite a bit of wonderful things into the life of Ijama Alezu. So, Ijama, again, congratulations, my friends. I want to uh, hope, I actually hope that this has inspired you and that will help you in your journey of finding your voice if you haven't done so already. Now, at the beginning of this episode, I told you that this is going to be a shorter episode. Uh, just this earlier this week, I had no idea what I was going to talk about. I'm so thankful that Ijama had posted that message about the Etsy blog uh, feature in the Podcasting A to Z alumni Facebook group because it gave me what I needed for content this week. Uh, the reality is, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and by the way, from this point forward, it, the, the rest of this episode is mostly going to just be a little bit more of my personal journey of what's going on. So I had mentioned that I just returned from a cruise, a seven-day cruise, and I told you something exciting has been happening happening recently. Well, I don't remember when the last time I gave you guys an update on my own personal health and fitness journey, but at the beginning of this year, I made a commitment that uh, to, uh, that the theme for 2015 was the year of fitness. And I had decided that this year, 2015, that my own personal health and fitness was going to be a priority well above and beyond my my business. That, that for too many years, I've put my business as a prior, priority above my health and fitness and other areas of my life. But now, in 2015, my health and fitness comes first. And one of the concerns that I had about going on a cruise is that the average person who goes on a cruise typically will add one pound per day for each day they are on a cruise. So 
I was I just returned from a seven day cruise. It's not uncommon for the average person to gain anywhere between five to seven pounds during a seven day cruise. It's kind of expected that you're going to gain at least two or three at minimum. And again, it's not uncommon for people on a seven day cruise to come away with seven extra pounds. I mean, if you've ever been on a cruise, or if you've never been on a cruise, let me just tell you that there is always a buffet and on Celebrity Cruise Line, you could eat unlimited quantities of food from 6 o'clock in the morning in this buffet all the way until 1 o'clock in the morning. And then if you are hungry between 1 o'clock and 6 o'clock, you, all you have to do is pick up the phone and they will bring room service to you. I mean, literally seven days a week, unlimited quantities of food. And I have a history of not having great choices. But back in November of this past year, I had November 14th, I made the decision I was going to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life, that four days of those week would be aerobic, intense exercise, and then two of those days per week would be strength training. And uh, as a result of being consistent with that, I made a decision to change what I was eating and the types of foods, eating healthy foods, and I gave up Diet Coke and have been drinking pretty much only water now. And my life has in has improved drastically. And I was concerned about, number one, going on this cruise. And, what I mean, I had been losing weight week after week and... Um, I was really concerned about, you know, the fact that my history on cruises in the past is that I gained those pounds and I knew the types of foods that were there. And these are the types of foods that I've been avoiding Uh, most of all the types of foods that I've been avoiding since November are on the ship. But the great news is that I also knew the types of foods that I've been trying to stick with uh, and and successfully have done so since November, uh, which, by the way, is whole grains. I eat uh, beans, nuts, uh, fruits, vegetables, lean meat, which is fish or chicken, um, and and those kinds of things. I, I basically clean foods, real foods, authentic uh, foods. I know what all the ingredients are. I can pronounce most of them. Uh, you know, it, it's I'm eating great food, clean energy food. So um, I I knew that those were available on the cruise as well, and so I'm happy to tell you that when I went on this cruise. Before I even left to travel to the port where we would leave, where we would board the ship, I had already made the decision of the things that I would not do and the things that I would do on the ship, and that included what I would eat and what I would not eat, and what I would do when it came to my commitment to working out six days a week. And I'm happy to tell you that on the ship, I did work out six days a week. Uh, that week, actually, I worked out every day. No, I did not work out on that Sunday uh, when we came back. So I did work out six days that week, which was my commitment. And every morning I had exactly on the ship, I had the same breakfast on the ship that I have at home. And every afternoon I had either trout or grilled trout or tilapia with no extra ingredients on it. And every night for dinner, I had a wild caught Atlantic salmon. And yes, they had all sorts of super fancy food with all sorts of, uh, you know, breading and and sauces and all kinds of other things. Um, but I stayed away from all those things that I wouldn't have eaten if I prepared it for myself at home. And I stayed away from them on the ship. And I'm happy to tell you that after one full week on this cruise ship, I lost 
one pound. Actually, it was just over one pound, but I had lost one pound while I was on the ship. And uh, another thing that I will tell you is that three weeks ago, I started working out. Or I, I made a commitment to work out with my pers- with a personal trainer. I hired a personal trainer to help me for the next year for 12 months, made a commitment financially, significant commitment, by the way. Uh, my wife did as well. And we both have, we each have a personal trainer that we're meeting with twice a week. And I have been going and lifting weights and and working out my lower body, my upper body, my core. Uh, As I'm speaking to you right now, um, my biceps and my, uh, what do you call those, pectorials or my chest muscles, totally in pain right now. Uh, It's it's called DOMS, which is delayed onset uh, muscle soreness. And my muscles are sore, and that's because I completely ripped the muscle muscle tissues in these muscle groups. Uh, and over the course of seventy two hours after those workout that workout, uh, my bus, muscles are going or my body is going to repair and rebuild and grow muscle there. And so I've been doing this for three weeks, and I am absolutely loving it. It, it now I don't love it when I'm doing it, uh, but it is it it's so gratifying to to be doing this. And um, I just got on the scale this morning and I want to share with you guys uh, what my update has been so far. So I started November 14th. I was 268 pounds. And as of this morning, I am now down to 241 pounds. My friends, within the last three months, I have lost 27 pounds. I have lost 27 pounds. And um, with the changes that I've made with the working out um, with a personal trainer, doing the weightlifting and strength training and uh, building muscle and also uh, changing up my cardio routine or my aerobic exercises, I've seen the, uh, the actual um, change on the scale is, is even more significant. But the, the big thing for me is that the focus isn't on the weight, although um, it is the easiest measured thing to kind of get excited about. Uh, But what's most exciting for me is that uh, I have proven myself to be able to stay true to my commitment to six days a week of working out to to the two days on the ship that I did strength training that was given to me from my personal trainers that I that I should do while I was on the trip. I did that. And I also was able to be in an environment where I was not necessarily in complete control of the environment of food that was there all the temptations that were there, and the fact that I was able to get through that was huge. And that just gives me uh, so much um, momentum getting ready to go into all of this traveling that I'm about ready to do. I'm getting ready to travel to San Diego for Social Media Marketing World. I'm getting ready to go to Las Vegas for New Media Expo. I'm getting ready to go to you know all these other places that I'm going to be going to and I, I feel more confident that in traveling in the airports, which, by the way, I traveled in an airport to uh, Fort Lauderdale, where the port was, and I traveled in an airport back. So I have successfully traveled in an airport. I have successfully done a road trip, and I've done a seven-day cruise, and I've maintained working out every day, six days a week, and I have successfully maintained the right healthy eating styles uh, lifestyle that I choose and desire for myself. And wow, I feel great. If you guys want to hear more about this kind of stuff, um, you can check out my podcast called Pursuing a Balanced Life at PursuingABalancedLife.com. 
And uh, the other thing that I will tell you real quickly is that oftentimes when I return from a trip such as that, and by the way, I completely unplugged. I mean, I was, it was probably the most relaxed I've ever been on. And I've been on several, actually, I've been on every single island we went to. We went to Puerto Rico, we went to St. Martin, and we went to St. Kitts. And all three of those islands, I had been on them all before. And I will tell you that this time I enjoyed them so much more than I had in times past. And the reason why is because I felt so much more relaxed and so much more at ease. And I I just felt like I just had a, a mindset that says, you know what, it's okay to unplug. Now, oftentimes when I come back from a trip where I have unplugged mentally from my business for a week like that, and actually it was more than a week, it was more like nine days, when I, it would t- typically take me about nine to 10 days to get back into the swing of things. I'd come back and kind of feel guilty about how much I don't want to work, how much I don't want to do all those things that have made me so successful. And I'm going to tell you that that this week I have been back and I've been back. Actually, tomorrow will be one full week that I've been back. And while I did work this week, I, I mean, I did a little bit of work on Monday, a little bit on Tuesday, a little bit on Wednesday little bit on Thursday, but the amount of, I, I maybe did one-tenth of what I would normally do if I'm in my groove, and my to-do list might have two or three things on it, and I might do one thing this week, and the one thing that I did for myself this week is I would not allow myself to feel guilty about it, and so I haven't. I haven't felt guilty. I, I gave myself margin. I made sure that I didn't make any commitments uh, to anything when I got back this week because I didn't want anything on my calendar that had a requirement that I meet a deadline because I knew that I needed to get out of this, you know, vacation mindset that, you know, life is just pleasure and no work and and I enjoy the work that I do, but for whatever reason, it's when I come back from these trips and I've I've really completely unplugged like that, I just don't feel like working. And that's why, it, you know, I'm re- actually recording. I recorded the first half of this yesterday. Actually, I recorded this entire episode uh, yesterday, which was Friday, February 27th. And the Jama Elezu story that I shared, uh, that is original. I recorded, that was the fir- that was what I recorded yesterday. But um, everything after that, um, after I finished telling her story and when I started telling you about the in- the seven insights, um, that this is all fresh today because I deleted the rest of the original episode from yesterday and and decided to re-record this last part because I thought that you know I I tried to come up with some things off the top of my head that are insights that we could pull from a Jama story but I decided to do this but the reality is is if it had not been for a Jama story I don't even know if I would have recorded an episode of person of podcast answer man this week because I'm just mentally. I'm not here. Now, it's it's Saturday. I feel like I'm almost back. I, I mean, I, I did accomplish some things this week, which makes me happy. Um, I am going to get this episode published, which makes me happy. But um, I, I'm just hoping that Monday, m- mentally, I'm back in the game. I'm back into this mindset that I'm ready to to take my my business to the next level, to do the next level kind of things that are on my list, the things that I want to accomplish. I got a couple weeks before uh, social media marketing world and I want to get some big things off of my list before I leave for San Diego. And um, yeah, so those are the kinds of things that are going on. Just wanted to give you that little personal 
update. I am so thrilled and excited about the fact that, um, you know, my, my health and fitness has been my number one priority. It's remained it. I've stayed committed to it. Uh, my business is my number two uh, priority when it comes to working hours uh, in, you know, my, my work week. And um, my health and fitness did bump a couple things out in my business. So my personal health and fitness bumped a couple things in my business this week. Uh, and I, I think I'm, I've fixed that by moving my personal training sessions to the evening. So I won't have to worry about that next week. But yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. So uh, I remember one of the things that I shared, uh, I think it was either last week or two weeks ago, about going to a conference, you know, getting out, getting a different perspective on life, being in a different environment, uh, networking with people, all those things. I had the opportunity to do that on this cruise ship that I was on because it was it was a conference at sea, if you will, and uh, really enjoyed my time. And it was a great investment. And I feel refreshed, I feel renewed, and I'm looking forward to what's ahead. And before I end this show, I'm not going to play the music here at the end, but uh, before I end, I just want to promote my podcasting A to Z course. Uh, my next session is coming up on Monday, May 27th, I believe. Let me just pull that up real quick for you, Podcast Answer Man. It's actually at podcastingatoz.com. Again, that's podcastinga2z.com. Actually, it's Monday, May 25th. That is the next session. And because there's so much time between now and May 25th, I can guarantee you that this session will sell out. It will have 30 students in it. And in fact, I've already got three folks signed up. I got about two more that I'm just waiting for them to say that they're they're in. And uh, I know that I'm going to be sending out several more emails out to my mailing list. And then I have a follow a warm follow-up list of people who said, I'm definitely going to take a future course. So if you are interested in being in my May 20, 25th session of Podcasting A to Z, please register today at podcastingatoz.com. And if you are not able to register and pay for the course right now, but you definitely want a spot in that session, then email me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com and ask me to reserve you a spot and we'll talk about how to do that. Um, But yeah, if you want into the May 25th session, please, please either register right away or contact me and let me know you you want a spot reserved for you. And with that, oh, one other thing, um, podcasting equipment. I've noticed that my sales have been increasing. I want to thank you folks who have been purchasing my Podcast Answer Man equipment package. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash equipment, one thing I want to share with you about my package is that what I have is not what is required for podcasting. You could literally get started for $35, spending nothing more than that on a USB headset with a little microphone off to the side that you plug into your computer and record into free software. Uh, In fact, that's exactly how I started back in December 2005. Now, back then, audio quality wasn't as important as it is today, but even then, you could still get like a an ATR2100 microphone for under $100 and still sound really good plugged into your computer. However, oh, there's, there's a growing number of people, and I've literally sold over 1,000 of these packages, and uh, there are a number of people who want the same mixer, the same microphone that I have, the same microphone boom arm, shock mount, pop filter, all of that stuff. The same headphones, they just, the same recorder. They want all the same stuff that I have right here sitting in front of my desk. 
And that is, my friends, the Podcast Answer Man package. And so if you haven't seen it, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash equipment. Uh, and uh, there, the package is listed right there. So yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to me this week. Uh, I hope to be fully in mind, uh, in my mindset of business and, and getting things underway. And I'm sure that once I am, the insights, fresh new insights of great content from Podcast Answer Man will come flowing once again. And until next time, I encourage you to take everything that you're doing to the next level. Podcast Answer Man.